Welcome back to the program. I'm glad you're here today. And uh, I've been getting some feedback um, in regards to the last post about my driving school adventure. And so I'm glad I could bring a smile to some faces uh, via my pain and suffering. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's been kind of good. Just listen to a couple people tell me that that was a good laugh for them as they envisioned me in that situation. Um, I, I will say right out of the gate that I have still not got to record the uh, King Hezekiah stuff. Oh my goodness. What is wrong with me? Um, I know it's going to take a little bit of time and it needs divided up. I'm assuming because of the content that I've got, it's probably going to be at least three parts. And so that's kind of hindering me from getting into it. I'm, we've had some rainy days and I would like to have thought I did actually. I had projects in my, in my mind about rainy day stuff at the house. Um, and the rains came, but the projects for the most part didn't, um, nor did my recording of that come yet. And so I'm trying to just patiently step back and look at it. And even, you know, as recently as earlier this morning, just like, all right, God, is there a reason that I've been holding off on this or, you know, a purpose within it, or is it just simply my I've not been lazy, but like my lack of giving myself to make time to do that. I mean, or is it just, it just hasn't happened. I mean, I don't want to peer too deeply into it, but, um, and that's not why I want to share what I'm going to share this morning. They're unrelated, although seemingly, um, that they, it would seem that they are. Um, but I would think in my heart and in my own thoughts, they're not, but perhaps they'll interconnect here in a little bit and intertwine and we'll all have great great clarity on something. Um, but what I am thinking about this morning is is just the constant, um, and this is a word I want to use carefully because it does have connotations that can kind of push people into, oh now, come on. Um, and I know that, I understand that, and it's justifiable, but it's the word demand. You know, I've just been thinking, I've, I've not just been thinking, the, the, one of the main themes of my life is the demand on me spiritually. Um, and to explain that from the way that I mean it, to avoid confusion and like to avoid the works mentality that everyone, oh, so afraid, oh, hey, don't you be talking about works now. You're not earning anything. No, no, no. I know that. We're not spiritually five years old anymore, okay? I'm talking about the demand upon me as a messenger of God, as a member and a resident of the nation of God, the people of God on the earth, and as a regenerated Christ man now carrying the literal glory of God as a temple man, on the earth, in this body of flesh, like there are demands upon my life because of that. There are kingdom responsibilities for me. 
that I must lay hold of, I must give myself to. And I'm just constantly convicted, not constantly convicted, um, let me be careful, I want to be clear and, and true. A lot of times I'm still convicted of just my, uh, not giving myself to the rightful, responsible call that's on my life. Um, I just, I literally, in, 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 in laying bareness, I just often ask myself, will I ever really fulfill that? Will I ever really walk in that in, in its completeness as I continue, as I grow, as I mature, whatever that mark is, if you will, along that journey Will I walk in that with continuity and growth and giving myself, again, to the demand upon me as a maturing spiritual son? Okay, a, a, a capable heir of what God has bestowed unto me and unto His people. I just shared with a friend the other night, you know, there's a reason, I say this all the time, I know, there's a reason we have been left in these natural bodies post-salvation, post-regeneration, recreation. It is an inner work. It is a, an eternal yet unseen work, primarily unseen. It's, you know, it's spiritual. It does, of course, have fruit that plays out in our natural lives, and it must. It, that's how... We function. That's how we operate. That is the demonstration. But it's an inner work. It's a, it's a spiritual sanctification and, and change and the, the scriptural word of metamorphosis. It's the metamorpho of God. The, the what was is becoming something new. And that is an ongoing work and we know that. But I just often, I don't, I don't feel like it lands in me in just a simple place of frustration anymore of like, oh, will I ever be good enough? I mean, that was my old uh, lifestyle. That was my old, my old way of thinking for sure, absolutely. But I don't feel it's the same anymore. It's like this, it's like my son, when he's mature, when he's acting mature, for his age, you know, he, he, he owns up to his end of the deal, which is, Daddy, I know better than that. You know, I shouldn't have done that. Daddy, I'm sorry. Like that rare moment of maturity for an almost eight-year-old. Instead of, I didn't mean to, or, but mama. I mean, that's our main phrase, you know, is projecting um, guilt upon someone else. And you know, our own guilt is someone else's fault. It's the product of someone else and their error, their mistake. Um, but in maturity, can I just honestly say, you know what, God, I'm sorry. I'm. Would you help me? Would you teach me? Would you stir in me via your spirit to, to just move more, respond more? deliberately pursue you even more and more in greater and greater measure 
so that anything that presently satisfies me would be put in its proper place and my satisfaction would be found in you. And this really started stirring in me specifically. Um, Last night I drove into town late. um, And again, if you're not from here, going into town is probably not what you're envisioning. You know, where you go in and, and there's strip malls and gas stations and restaurants. I mean, going into town in this light. We we have two phrases up here for our family. We go to town or we go to the city. Um, going to town is basically you have a couple gas stations, a restaurant we don't eat at, and a Dollar General. Okay, that's that's the six or seven minute going to town and going to the city is you know 30 minutes plus and that's where civilization resides (laughs) Um, so last night I had to run to a brother's house real quick around 10 o'clock and as I went through town which is just you know it's a typical very small country town and of course by 10 o'clock most lights are dimmed and you can see the lights of television screens lighting up the rooms. And I just got to thinking about that. Um, and I'm not going to rail on television today, although it has been, I don't know why, but it's been on my mind for the last couple of weeks. Um, we've gone without television for, I want to say four years now, maybe five. Um, I don't remember. Um... I mean, we, we were on that uh, digression, if you will, for a couple years before that, leading up to it, just the conviction of, like, what are we doing? What are we watching? And Like, we would never watch anything, you know, quote, bad. I mean, like, anything, the, the, the smallest amount of what I know about stuff like Game, Game of Thrones and Walking Dead, like, even, even my goodness... 10 years ago in my spiritual like just getting things started or I never would have watched anything like that because I could I mean why in the world would I watch that I mean I don't get it but I'm not going to get off on that and like get sidetracked but I just don't understand how a believer can like purposely sit themselves down and give themselves to this fantasy world of gore and horror and I don't even know what, and find it entertaining and like enjoyable. That literally blows my mind. I mean, literally captivates my thinking of like, I literally try to think through how in the world is this okay for a Christ man to give himself to? So I'm not going to get that specific, but just, I'm, I was just thinking as I saw all of the television screens in the windows and, and like, you know, I think about how we reference our time as human beings. I don't have time. You know, that's kind of a common theme. I spoke very briefly with a lady the other day um, that I don't really know. She's kind of a, an acquaintance. and She was just referencing how her uh, plate was full. You know, like, isn't, it, isn't that everybody's life? I mean, isn't that our story? There's no time for anything. Um, well... <laughs> You know, what do we do? Do we do anything about that? I mean, do we attempt to sit down and like mentally go through what we give ourselves to? Um, 
hours and hours and hours a week. And, and so the whole television thing to me, it's what it is, it's just a perfect example. It's an example of the valuing of our time. Okay, now if you consider yourself a believer, a follower of Christ, and you watch television for two or three hours a night, like there's just a lot of, I mean, just like simple questions about that. Like, okay, now, and this could be, I don't have a television. We've not, you know, obviously we don't watch movies or, or, or cable shows. Now, I've, I've shared with, it, with this podcast before. And of course, others in my life. Now, college basketball season, this is on me. And I could easily, you know, watch at least a game a night. I mean, I can do that. Um, But, you know, the last several seasons, it's just been, its interest has been waning. Um, And I'm very grateful for that because really, to me, it's more about our want to. Like, you know, there, there are certain people, certain messages, certain trains of thought um, that I really like about in regards to a spiritual man. Like the regenerated Christ man is not spending the rest of his life doing things he hates because they please God. That should not be our pattern. Like, oh my gosh, I would rather be watching, shoot, I don't know. I'd rather be watching Back to the Future tonight. Man, Man, I wish I could watch the Back to the Future trilogy so bad tonight, but mm, I need to study the scriptures. I'm a Christ man. You okay? So you understand what I'm saying? Like, the greater, the greater place for us to get to is like, you know what? Who gives a, who cares about Back to the Future? Like, if you could put the Back to the Future trilogy beside the Bible, friends, it should be an easy, oh, hands down, Bible time, hands down, study. I want to do that. I desire to do that. Like David, I'm going to say, God, I love your law. I love your word. I love your commandments. I love your statutes for their right, and I need to walk in them, right? Okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? But instead... I would say most people I know and myself often have that wrestling of like, well, but I don't want to do that. Now, of course, there are, there are, there are many times, thankfully, because of God and not myself, I have such an unction and a stirring in me. It's like, yeah, that's all I want to do. All I want to do is study. All I want to do is pray or look into a matter with great tenacity like oh god you're you're revealing mysteries and i want to know and it overrides everything and that's good and you know, this morning Kristen got me started on a topic at breakfast we were talking about our present understanding of principalities and powers and the order of the heavens and like what it is we're really battling against and and the real role of of the fallen creation, the fallen creatures of creation, you know, I'm not going to get into that, of course, but like, man, I could talk about that all day. Well, why is that? Am I, all right, God, I'd rather be scrolling Facebook right now, but I'm going to give you my time and I'm going to talk to my wife about 
Principalities and powers again. No. Okay, well, what is it within that that we need to follow? That stirring, that that food that's not bread alone, right? That living according to the Word of God. That that should be normal for us, especially as mature men. And like, we get to this point where I think we all have a, this um, little chart in our minds of like, okay, when am I doing, quote, enough? You know, I talked about that, uh, I don't know, six, eight weeks ago about the mentality of doing the, the minimum requirement, not being a minimum requirement people any longer, but instead, look, I'm going to do that and I'm going to do more. And there's really a lot within that King Hezekiah story that I'm going to eventually get to that is that reality of like being the more people. I remember a brother years ago saying, you know, I was questioning his television intake every night and what he was watching. And man, there was a boy, slam the door. Brother, do you know how long I prayed today? Do you know how long I prayed already today? I've, I've done my time, is what he said, basically. If we could be real transparent about it. Hey, I've prayed enough today, brother. I, I need me time. This is my time now. I gave God his time, and now this is my time. Well, you know, where I sit presently, I have a real hard time with that. For my own life, I can't live that way. We can't live that way with that mentality that like, look, I've given God my time, all right? Back off. Okay, well, gosh, we, we hate being challenged. Goodness sakes, don't, don't confront me. May I not be that way. May we not be that way. Goodness. What was his name in the scriptures in, the new, in Acts? Cornelius? Ah, man, I can't remember. Where he was approached by Priscilla and Aquila. He was a learned man, a teacher. Uh, no, his name starts with an A. Pop quiz. I'm failing. And they approach him and they say, you know, hey, there's some things you don't know paraphrased. I'm going to I'm going to expand your understanding of God, brother. And you know what he said? "Oh man, you tell me more. Tell me what I don't know." That in that same place in the scripture talking about the baptism of the spirit. Hey, have you been baptized with the Holy Spirit? "Oh man, I don't well, what is that? We've been baptized into the into the name of John. We've been baptized unto repentance, but what in the world is this Holy Spirit business? Could you please tell us more? Where is that in the body of Christ at large? Seriously, y'all. If you walked up to, if you went to a church service tomorrow morning and you walked up to anyone and you did something along those, well, not anyone, I'll be careful. Most people, most situations, most churches, most gatherings, and you confronted anyone and you said, hey, brother, I know something you don't know about the ways of God. I know something, brother, and I need to tell you. You need to know. I'm telling you, I don't know that many people who would be like eager to know, longing to, oh my gosh, hanging on our every word. Please tell me, what is it? If there's anything about God I don't know, please tell me.
right? So it's just a good question to ask, really, is like, what are we open to receiving? You know, how do we receive? And I'll just leave that there. Um, but like, just thinking about what we do give ourselves to. What time is our time? That's my time. I need time. I don't know. There's just got to be a, a mature responsible demand upon our lives. Just walking in that awareness of like, what can I do right now to really feed my spiritual man? What could I do right now to encourage a brother? To write something down for somebody? To study a topic or a scripture with an expectation of like, This is why I exist. I mean, really, y'all. I mean, what? I mean, let's just make this as black and white as possible. What purpose is there to sit and watch television for two or three hours every single night? What does that accomplish? What does it do? If I sit and scroll through Facebook yard sale sites and look at farm equipment that's for sale that maybe I'm, I don't know, I might need it if I see it, right? If I scroll across it, oh my, I think I need that. <laughs> I mean, what is that really doing? I could call that, well, that's just, you know, that's not watching a movie. Well, no, it's not. And there are some differentiating characteristics within them, for sure. I'm not equating looking at a tractor cultivator. They're not the same as watching somebody get cut up in pieces on my TV screen. Okay? But we're not going to go through all of those specifics. Instead, let's just step back and look at the overreaching definition of how we use our time and wasting time. I just still feel convicted about that. And perhaps I always will. Because the demand on us is great. If we will if we really want to be a set apart people unto a task, unto being regenerated sanctified, moving greater and greater, 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 and greater towards Christ's likeness, it is not going to happen by accident. It's just not. So what do we do? What do we want, right? Like, I mean, I say this all the time too, and I know I get repetitive with some things, but like, we cannot really rightly say Well, you know, I want to do that. I really want to. Well, no, we don't. I mean, we don't. Or we don't want to in the same manner of like, as much as I want to sleep. Or I want to just, you know, what we would say in our generation, veg out for an hour. You know? 
or I want this. It's, it's a matter of we, we do what we want. You know? We sit down at a restaurant. Well, what do we do? We order what we want. We are constantly battling the cravings of what we desire. So that's what I'm getting at. And I hadn't really thought of this ahead of time, but that is really the heart of the matter. If we are, in fact, regenerated Christmen, living according to the pattern of Jesus, our firstborn pattern, if we are, in fact, doing that, then the fruit will be these things of maturity as a spiritual man. It has to. Because we'll be doing what we want because what we want is to become like Christ. That if that is in fact what we really wanted, then that is what we would become. Right? He's given us everything we we need. He's given us every gift, every empowered ability. We lack nothing in Him to be as He is. I mean, in fact, we've been given the greatest measure of any man in all of humanity this side of the cross in Pentecost. We have been empowered by the very presence of God. So the only limitation we have, the only limitation you have, brother, is what you put on yourself. The only thing that holds me back is what I allow to. Which, again, goes back to my hunger pains, my cravings. If they're off, I need to ask why. The real question isn't, should I watch television for two hours tonight? The greater question is, why do I want to? The question isn't, well, should I? Is it okay for me to scroll how many cars the dealerships I do work for, how many cars they sold this week on their Facebook page? Is that okay? Well, the real question is, well, why in the world do I care? Why is my heart there? Why is my interest and attention on those matters? That's the greater question. And of course, that's there are things that are specific to each one of us. About not like, well, can I do that? I mean, I just keep using this because I see it all over the place still with believers. Like people I know that like I consider real like godly people in this in their fascination with media and television like the question isn't hey is it okay for me to watch that program is it okay for me to watch that movie does that matter the real question is like why in the world do you want to so bad what is it about it that's so captivating and intriguing that like You're locked in and hooked. It's all about our heart. Our affections. What are our affections set upon? 
Because, you know, in our area specifically, like from my house getting into town, and then we'll bring this all the way back around and I'll wrap this up, is just pretty much just farmland. There's cattle and some crops. And there are several very nice gardens in between me and town, between our house and town. And these older men, if it's daylight, they're outside for the most part. You can go by at 8.30 at night, and they're in that garden hoeing that garden. And I don't know when, when the sun sets, if they go in and turn on Fox News or, or, or they watch Fraggle Rock. I don't know what they do. <laughs> I don't know. But I like to see when I go by and I see these men just out working their gardens or riding their tractors, baling hay. I like that. There's something within that that has been lost. Just, and I'm just extracting that quality. I'm not, I'm not branding them good, right, upstanding men. I'm extracting one quality that I do see that I just like. You know? I like that our summers, we're outside till 9 o'clock. You know? We're either with friends at the park or friends are at our house or we're in our gardens or we're messing with the tractor or mowing the grass. We're throwing a frisbee. We're working with chickens or or you know talking about the cows. I don't I like that. We're together, you know? I like that and we're like for the most part engaged. Yet we ourselves have so far to go. Because the same traps, the same temptations, the same allurements are present in all humanity no matter where we are or what we're giving ourselves to. There is a demand upon our life of our time, of our attention, of our affections. So this morning, just be challenged to just sit back and like without offense or like a bunch of dramatics, (laughs) just hear the question posed to you like, What's the demand on your life that you're responding to? What is the affections? What are the affections that are directed towards your heart that come from the kingdoms kingdoms and patterns of this world that are desiring your attention? What limitations do you have where, hey, I gave God enough time today, all right? I prayed 30 minutes. I read four chapters in in John today. I need some time too, you know. You know, may we just be cautious of that position of our heart, however it looks. And most of all, may we just be yielded to the demand that's upon us of like, God, when when I had that first love reality encounter with you and I said, God, I will do anything for you and I had a revelation of your compassion and your your love for me and wherever it is in my heart that place that I met you and I saw my need and I said God I'll do anything you know wherever that took place in your life whether it was by yourself at your house 
whether it was at a church service, whether it was at a youth event or driving down the highway in your car, wherever you met God and in that place to the best of your ability at that time said, God, I will do anything to know you. I'll do anything to be known by you, God. I don't deserve what you're extending to me. And you responded and you said, God, I will give. God, I will bring. God, I give you myself. That's the first love reality. It's like, I abandon my will, God. I choose to abandon my will and exchange it for yours. The power of the exchanged life. I see the need of me laying down and yielding my will. And the rest of our days is responding to the demand upon that reality. I chose, I decided, I set an agreement with God himself. I said, my life, God, will be yours. I exchange my life for the life that you have extended to me. And there is a demand in that, friends. There is a demand upon the man and the woman who has given given up our rights. That's what we said, y'all. Go back to the very first podcast I posted on here, whenever that was. The follow me message. That is what we are saying. When we give, well, what do we mean? What, when did you give your life to Jesus, brother? I'm telling you, we need to stop right there and think about what that phrase means. And say, wow, is that what I did? Did I give my life away? And if in fact we did, When Jesus walks up to us and says, follow me, brother. Everything, my nets, my family, my home, my identity, my everything gets laid on the ground. And I say, Jesus, I will follow you. Because there's a demand upon my life Because of what you have done for me, I must respond. I have to. Because I committed my life to you. I have given it to you. And it is now yours. So may we live out of that place. Constantly surrendering more and more and more and more. Of things unseen and things seen in our lives. Amen.